and this is where we spend most of our time before the show trying to think of something funny to say, but we both fail horribly. And <laughs> it's not a bird, it's not a plane, it's superhero slate. It's a modern podcast where we talk about everything that's great. Like movies, TV, superheroes, it's superhero slate. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Superhero Slate, the show where we run down the latest superhero entertainment news. We love TV, movies, and superheroes, so let's talk it all out. My name is Chris Dillard. And my name is Brian Smith. Oh, wait, who are you? No, I'm kidding. Uh, this week, we're talking the details on our Disney deal, Brian, like the big deal of the week. Like, Oh? The, the greatest deal in the history of deals, is what I've heard. Um, I- the Star Wars Last Jedi impressions, I believe you've seen it already, correct? I have. Great, awesome. Uh, the upcoming DC Extended Universe slate has also been revealed and kind of, like we said, pushed under the rug and more. So, uh, as you guys can tell, Mike is out today. He had some last-minute stuff come up. He's out taking care of that. Uh, I've got to be thankful to introduce, again, Brian Smith, a uh, friend of mine, uh, you know, co-creator of Comic UI with me, a bunch of other stuff. Brian, thank you for being on the show. Uh, thank you for having me back. Yes, uh, it, it's great. Um, I, I when I upgraded my podcast microphone, I made it a, 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 a thing to make sure you got my old one so you could start your own podcast. So yes, you did. Um, hopefully, hopefully those we start seeing some of those around in, in the near future. I, I really hope so. Yeah. Uh, so what else? Anything you've been up to lately that you want to well, share with the audience or myself? I was out. I was out in a little seven thousand person town called Hudsonville, Michigan, this weekend. Uh, <laughs> Uh, shout out to uh, my sister and her husband, uh, the Kelly family that uh, uh, hosted me and my parents and uh, let us drive them around or let us have them drive us around uh, their little <laughs> town and show us all the eat and drink spots. And Were you up there for a day or was this an overnight trip? This was a, it was a weekend trip. Okay. Did you go see Christmas lights on like houses? We did. Okay. Does, uh, she, does she have Christmas lights on her house? Yeah, they do. They have uh, this awesome uh, blinking light set up, and uh, then they have those nets that you just throw over your bushes, and uh, it honestly <laughs> just looks really great. I uh, I can't imagine doing it the old-fashioned way anymore. Yeah, I, I always think of it from National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Um, he's sure. up there with a nail gun, or a staple, or like a staple gun, staple and lights to a house. I'm like, I, you probably couldn't do that anymore. A lot, right. lot, lot of vinyl, a lot of plastic on houses. So, but far too relatable. Yeah, it is. I mean, I, that's why I probably don't want to do it on my house. I'm like, you know, I've seen this movie too many times. I know what can happen. I, I'm a big fan of the do one strand and then the Grinch with uh, just you know holding onto the strand uh, like he's yanked them all down. That's that's true. I I might you know just get to the point where I'm just like get one of those little laser dot things that swirl around the house. That just you yeah, know, that you plug it and just aim at the house and be like good luck. Just pray you don't look directly into it for the season. <laughs> Hopefully he doesn't fall backwards, hit some like you know airplane pilot in the eye while they're flying, and and cause havoc afterwards. <laughs> Sounds uh, like a good movie. The kid does it, does it ever? Well, that's cool. Um, I know also you know Mike isn't as much, but you're a big Pokemon Go player. We talk about this quite a bit. Oh uh, yeah. Did you did you have a good time with Pokemon Go up in? I did. Up in Michigan. Uh- uh yeah, Grand Rapids is uh right by Hudsonville and they they have uh there were two different legendary raids I ran into and uh I didn't get too many of the Gen 3 Pokemon but I uh I got at least four Machops um, oh. in one day which is very rare uh 
in the Metro Detroit area, at least. Yeah, that's Machops are classics, man. I, I yeah. my, when I got the first card game, the first starter set includes a Machop Machoke Machamp Evolution is like the main focus of it. So I, it's got a special place in my heart. That's for sure. Wow. Well, that's that's good. And also, um, I also don't trust people with two first names. So your sister's on my list with her last oh, yeah. name being a first name. So I just have to let you know that, Brian. So if she's listening right now, you're on my you're on my watch list. <laughs> the nice Julie. Yes, that's right. So, but also, I gotta I gotta give a shout out to super fan Andrew Bagnera Bags, as we called him. He was a uh, lived next door to me in college, my uh, sophomore year. Um, he wrote this really really awesome message to me uh, on Facebook Messenger about you know the show and how he likes our content and the Star Wars review and mostly how he agrees with me and not Mike. And then you know that really that really means a lot to me. Um, not, not the part about Mike. Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm just teasing. We all we all have our own opinions on stuff. But um, you know, Andrew, just you know, thanks for listening. Thanks for writing in like that. That that really means a lot to us. And you know, our listeners are the reasons we we keep doing this. Uh, we 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 obviously don't get paid a whole lot of money to leave our day jobs for this. Not yet, at least. Knock on wood. So, all right, Brian. This is where we we jump into the news. Are you ready to get into this news? We got some big news this week. I, I think I'm. Uh, I think I'm ready. Okay, so the biggest news is probably that Star Wars: The Last Jedi is out in theaters, and uh. if you haven't seen it by now, you're doing yourself a disservice. Whether people like it or hate it, you know, lived up to their expectations, dashed their hopes and dreams. I don't care. You should probably watch this movie in theaters. What do, What do you think? I, I agree. The The reviews I've been seeing are extreme either way, so it is a conversation that uh, I feel like you just have to be a part of because you're going to be dragged into it at some point. Exactly, uh, and you don't want to be at your family's this holiday season, and they're talking about Star Wars, which may be more divisive than politics at this point in the year. <laughs> um, so, and, and then someone just ruins it for you, because uh, there, there are definitely a lot of twists and turns. But our initial impressions, uh, Mike and I, we recorded our Star Wars spoiler cast review episode on Friday. It's available now. You've probably seen it if you're subscribed to us. You can listen to that. See what we thought of Star Wars. We have a 10-minute area of it where it's non-spoilers, and then we, we jump into spoilers. So if you're on the fence, you can get on there now. Brian, you're new. Don't don't ruin anything big in this movie, but what do you think of Star Wars? I know you were out there Thursday. I, I was there uh, out there on Thursday, and uh, I uh, I left very happy Uh that was, uh, I, I would say, with Empire being two years older than I am, this was the best Star Wars movie that's come out in my lifetime. That's well, that's that's a good that's a good note to say that. I would agree. I, I had a really good time. Um, a lot of people know I'm not as huge of a fan of The Force Awakens as most people, and I would definitely rank this above The Force Awakens in in terms of the movies. Uh, there will be people out there who don't agree with this, Brian. And I I, I would agree with that. Uh, though they uh yeah. But better, I, I enjoyed the Force Awakens a lot, and this uh, this really cranked things up to eleven. Yeah, a lot of a lot of twists and turns and surprises. I haven't been this surprised in a movie in a long time, and you know, thankfully, you know, that's part of just avoiding the um, internet for the most part up until its release. But I think also the trailers don't telegraph a lot of what's going on in this movie. So I, I applaud their marketing approach for it. I, I found it very fun to be wrong consistently in this movie <laughs> about what was going to happen. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I agree, exactly. So, uh, from us, you know, go see it in the theaters. I got to see it. I had the, the opportunity to see it in IMAX. Had a really good time. A friend of mine, Jeremy, um, you remember Jeremy? He was in our hotel room with us this year. Sure. He's going to see the 70 millimeter IMAX version up in Indianapolis next weekend. 
So um, I know a lot of people are going to go check that out. Uh, did you get to see anything good on yours? We, uh, we saw it in uh, standard 2D, but uh, I definitely want to uh, run out and try to find a, find it in either IMAX or uh, in 3D. Um, I've, uh, I've read some things about the 3D being pretty impressive, and uh, oh. I definitely don't think this will be my last time seeing the movie. So uh, Yeah, I, I did not actually even think about it being in 3D because the IMAX was in 2D. Oh, uh, for okay. me, um, but I'm seeing 3D 3D showings right here, right now. So, um, well, now I gotta go. Might go see it in 3D. Brian, thank awesome. you, thank you for that. <laughs> um, so, yeah, Star Wars listener spoiler cast. We recommend it. Go see it before anyone else ruins it for you. Um, something um, that was interesting before this, my screening, um, they actually had like a 15 minute documentary on the with John Williams about the music of Star Wars. And, you know, how he's thankful to come back after all these years, you know, from doing the first movie to this movie, doing all the main films, and how, you know, lucky he was to be able to do that. And, um, you know, that was really cool, really cool to hear. So I I think music plays a bigger part in this. And now the soundtrack is streaming on all platforms where you can, I guess, stream music. Oh, wow. So so, um, I haven't looked it up on Spotify myself, but I may may turn on that Spotify um, this week when I'm driving to to a house or so. And um, maybe maybe listen to it. Have a little background noise going on there to to re- relive those Star Wars moments in my head. I was gonna say I'd be really interested. To, uh, my my memory for music's not always the best, so it would be interesting for me to listen to this and see what I remember visually. Yeah, uh, yeah, totally. And you know, I I, I had some people um, talk about the the Force Awakens. The music was kind of flat and just kind of just there, and that this one was much more popular like not popular but like it, it, it felt better you can notice it a little better like it's i guess snapped to the movie a little better so i guess um that may be something so but if you've seen the movie and you want to hear the music do that i wouldn't listen to the music before watching the movie though you can go back and listen to some old of his stuff like duel of the fates or um imperial march or something like that to get you hyped for it yeah a lot of a lot of lot of strong uh music in the star wars franchise history that's Even true if you didn't like the movies the the sound was always there it, it was and um, some pe- some people's favorite Star Wars songs is actually from MC Chris. Uh, something about Boba Fett and his backpack has jets. Mm. Uh, he's you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> because, yeah, I, I, I believe I do. Because that's uh, my segue into the next topic, the Boba Fett movie, Brian. Oh, I see what you're doing there. Yeah, yeah, I know. You didn't think you like how is how is this happening? How what, what is MC Chris? I'm familiar have to do with, with the show. I, I thought I was going to catch you, but uh, you snuck that one by pretty well. <laughs> yeah, it's different when you're when you're just listening and not yeah. seeing it happening. So the Boba Fett movie is apparently in development again. Um, Ex- Interesting. I, I don't know how to feel about this, to be honest with you. Um, I'm I'm a I'm a believer that Star Wars doesn't need to be the same, you know, forty to fifty years of, of characters over and over again. And, sure. And Boba Fett has you know it's kind of like Darth Vader syndrome. He's cooler when you don't know anything about him. Yeah. But they may be trying to salvage some prequel trilogy stuff, showing you know Boba Fett's just a clone of Jango Fett kind of thing. Um, I don't know, but. We know that it was in development beforehand, before Josh Trank went all Fantastic Four on everybody and, and got fired from everything, and, and I think you know, kind of went off the deep end a little bit. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, um, if you were to watch a Boba Fett movie, Brian, like who who would you who would you put in there? Like, or not? I guess maybe not. Who would you put in there? Who would you hire to develop this movie if we have to have to get it? Ooh. Uh, well, so first off, I'm I'm a big supporter in the idea that. Uh, 
there's a whole universe of Star Wars that they can pull from that we don't have to keep hashing, rehashing these these characters. But Boba Fett is one that uh, I I I feel like I it's my guilty pleasure, and I would just love to see Boba Fett brought to life in a story more about him. Uh, sadly, they would probably get my money uh, on that one. <laughs> But, uh, Does it say Star Wars? Well, then, then we bought it. Yeah, we bought it. <laughs> um, I mean, who would I put in front in front of Boba? Like a, a standalone Boba? Like they could do kind of like um, just take the Gambit script and scratch out the word Gambit and put Boba Fett on it, maybe or like a heist movie. Um, I, I, I'm not. Are you familiar with the Clone Wars cartoon show? Oh, definitely. Uh, the anim- the the newer one, not the old one. Uh yeah, uh the one it ended on Netflix uh with, yeah, with yeah. The last season. Yeah. yeah, great. So they had kind of like the the bounty hunters there um that could really be cool for a Boba Fett movie like if he's older and working with some bounty hunters. Not Suicide Squad because you know how we feel about Suicide Squad, but maybe in that I vein. Do. Like um, you know, a hateful eight kind of thing. Sure. Uh sort of honor among thieves, but uh you know, not really. Yeah, yeah. They can all be hired to do one thing, and then they all kind of get picked off one by one or so until Boba Fett's the last one to do it kind of thing. I don't know. It could it could work. It could not work. I don't know. But um, I think, you know, if you're going to have him, don't make him do a Western style, I guess. Maybe Western or heist movie would be. Like, not in the West, but you know you know what I'm saying. Western uh, would uh, take it a pretty interesting angle. He's got the uh, uh, holsters on uh, the revolver blasters uh, holstered. Uh, he, you kind of get some cool dueling uh, cowboy scenes in there. Yeah, he made it made me well. When I said that, I, I instantly thought of the other um, bounty hunter, Cad Bane from the the show. Sure, with the big uh, man in black type hat. Yeah, and he had the, the southern drawn. And always, I always imagined him with like some sort of like grass in his mouth when he's doing it. <laughs> sure. So I, uh, you know, to me. You know, I can see something like that working if if anyone's familiar with those characters. So, I don't know who I'd put in charge of it though. That's for sure. Not yeah, Josh that, Trank. He's fired. That's an ambitious ship to steer. Or nor would I put Phil Lord or Chris Miller, or who else is star Colin Trevorrow. That's the other people Star Wars is fired. <laughs> so, so there you go. If you guys have any ideas on who Boba Fett should do, Boba Fett, write us in. Let us know. Tag us. Whatever. Um, but, you know, Star Wars is only a small franchise compared to its parent company, Brian, and that's Disney. And Disney just bid, made a bid, an offer, it's not complete yet, a tentative purchase of 20th Century Fox Studios. And th- this is, you, everyone's probably seen this news all week. Like, they announced this, I think, the morning of Star Wars. So, um, you're seeing Disney, Star Wars, and Fox all over the news this week. I've had people reaching out to me, uh, asking me my opinion on this purchase, and every single one of them has had a different, uh, how do you feel about Disney owning uh, The Simpsons? How do you feel about Disney owning Hulu? How do you, f- you know, no one has brought up the same uh, franchise that I care about that has been acquired in this deal. Um, so this is, this is very big news. Mm-hmm. It, I, I hope it's the franchise I asked you about, because that, that would make me feel that much more special about just... Just knowing you, Brian, and knowing what you care about. Um, but we're, we'll talk. A little, we're going to talk about this deal. We're going to break this down because there's a lot of questions, right? Like, this isn't like Disney went to the store and bought 20th Century Fox off the shelf. Once they got the receipt, they're done. Like, this is a big thing that's going to take 12 to 18 months before it's completely wrapped up. And you know that it may seem like a long time now, but you know, you know, we will be in the midst of having the fourth Avengers movie 
done or almost done when this deal is, is sealed, Brian. Like that's that it, it doesn't feel like it's like it, it sounds long, but it will probably not be that long before we're like, okay, Fox is now within Disney. They got they got us through ten years of Marvel films pretty quickly. So did, did they ever? That's that is this year. Uh, yeah. Agreed. So Fox. Marvel or Disney did not buy all of Fox. They bought the film and television studios, the cable entertainment networks, and the international TV businesses. Um, I believe Fox keeps their Fox News that nobody wants. Um, it's a Fox News trap, by the way. And um, <laughs> the other thing, Fox Sport. I think they kept the sports network stuff. So this also puts them Disney at a controlling stake in Hulu if this goes through. Um, 60%, because uh, Fox owned 30, Disney owned 30, Comcast owns 30, and then I forget who the other, maybe, I think Time Warner's owned by Comcast, isn't it? Some other company is 10% to make the full 100. Okay. Huh. And um, I learned this this week, actually, Hulu operates at a massive loss. Like, they've lost like 500 and something million dollars this year, or this, I guess, quarter or six months alone on Hulu. Really? Yeah. Which is really weird because you pay for it to watch the stuff. And then they already have commercials in there already. Totally. Um, Tons of ads. Now, maybe it's there's just some sort of corporate financial finagling in there that's like, oh, we have, like, we're showing we're operating at a loss even though somewhere someone's making a lot of money on this. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, Hulu, as big as it is, to continually lose money, hemorrhage it is... An interesting take to why why are they keeping it alive then if it's you know not financially sound? Yeah, uh, great question. They, and they've cranked out a lot of original series, but uh, it doesn't sound like they're really making their investment back. Yeah, it goes back and forth because you know it's I guess it's con- like some of the content is on Netflix one year and then it's on Hulu the next. Then you have to go back to Netflix the next year to watch your TV shows, and they tend to have a lot of TV shows on Hulu. Um, with their new live feature kind of kicking off as well. Um, that's where I watched The Runaways. Marvel's Runaways is on Hulu. So, right. um, yeah, I don't know. I, I Do you think the idea here that do you think Disney will keep working, like keep Hulu up and running? Or do you think they might sell their, their part to Comcast, let Comcast have it, or, or, you know, kind of let it die on its own so they can work on their own streaming service which i don't think would be competition to hulu i think it's different but yeah what do you think um yeah i think uh i think hulu uh has a wide enough range of uh products that disney wouldn't want to really try to sully their uh their image with whatever else is on hulu um and Mm -hmm. i i don't feel like uh, there wouldn't be enough room for both those platforms to exist but uh hearing that breakdown was interesting i i thought that uh uh, between Disney and Fox, they were more like eighty percent of Hulu. So, um, I, I really thought uh, uh, this was pretty much Disney Hulu <laughs> from here on out. And uh, um, I, I, I can't imagine them selling it to Comcast. But if they're operating at massive losses, it might be a good idea. Yeah. So Comcast is weird because they own a what's called a silent majority in this as well. Uh. Uh, meaning they can't really do anything or make any decisions in the company until I think September of this year or next year, 2018, uh, which this deal will not probably be done by then. So okay. Comcast could be like being a jerk about it and be like, okay, well, you got to sell it to us kind of thing. 
uh, I don't know. I don't know what who I yeah, I think you know Disney is a company. They're not focused on just their products. Um, I think they as a business they could be like yeah we could totally keep Hulu open and have another you know stream of revenue if we figure out how, what to do with it, um, kind of thing. So, but I also when I think of Disney, I think more movies than TV shows. When I think Disney, even though Disney does have a huge library of television shows. That they do. I, I'm not looking to go watch Wizards of Waverly Place or The Sweet Life of Zack and Cody right now, but yeah, there are people out there who might. You, I, I've seen them enough, personally. Yeah, I can't tell which one's which, which one's Zack and which one's Cody. I, I don't know. Oh, that's the twist. You, you gotta watch all the way to the finale for that. Man, those sons of bitches. Um, also, this purchase costs Disney will cost Disney $52.4 billion dollars. Um, all the estimates were actually higher. Um, they were like, yeah, they're going to buy it for 60. They're going to buy it for 75, 52.4. Like I feel like, oh, they're getting off cheap. But I'm like, where, why would I think $52.4 billion is cheap (laughs) on the whole? Uh, but there's also a twist side to this. If Disney does not buy 20th century Fox, they have to pay 20th century Fox. I think it's like $2.1 billion. Um, uh, sort of like a wasting their time fee? Yeah, kind of like, yeah, like you didn't follow through with this kind of thing. So okay. um, I, I guess it's just like a, a, a safety net. Like, you know, even if you don't, we put all this stuff, all this work into it. Like, you're going to want to follow through it because you don't want to pay us the money at the end of the day. So, yeah, there's that. Um, but this is where probably you and me, 90% plus of our audience is going to be, ears are going to perk up, Brian. Mm-hmm. The details of this agreement specifically state from the Disney press release, the agreement provides Disney with the opportunity to reunite the X-Men, Fantastic Four, and Deadpool, notice he's separately, with the Marvel <laughs> family under one roof and create richer, more complex worlds of interrelated characters and stories that audience have shown they love. Mm. Uh, that's a huge thing. Everyone has wanted X-Men. I actually thought Fantastic Four may not come with the transaction because... There's another production company that had owned the rights to Fantastic Four since, like, the 90s. Okay. Uh, and it wasn't... Fox was producing them, but the other company, I think, had the rights. So, but this confirms that the Fantastic Four are coming with it. And then, of course, Deadpool, which I think will continue to exist in its own little world, um, is my assumption. I don't I don't see Deadpool integrating with the MCU or nor a need for it to, but it's cool to know that they're, like... They're very aware that Deadpool is a franchise, and he's not just an X-Men character. <laughs> the man is a franchise. I, I, I have to agree with that logic. Yeah, I mean, to, to a fault, really. To a yeah. fault. Um, other properties that will come over under this, uh, other people may enjoy. Um, Avatar will now be Disney-owned, even though they have an Avatar park already in Florida. Uh, the Simpsons, I know you're a big fan. Huge fan. Uh, very uh, very interested in seeing how the Simpsons are going to be affected by this as it goes forward. Yep, and Modern Family. So, Another, uh, possibly my favorite uh, sitcom at the moment. Yeah, I, I, I made sure to put these in here knowing I was talking to you as an audience member earlier this week. And now you're actually here, so I'm like, oh, these are things Brian's going to love. So, Yeah, Brian's been thinking about these a lot over the week. Mm-hmm. See, I, don't th- I think it's going to be business as usual. I think Fox will... The TV station um, will, or the network, the, it's Fox TV. Is that? I don't know how that will operate. I think it'll. I think it'll be business as usual. I think they'll just have multiple networks. Um, I, I think uh, with this, the Simpsons specifically being about thirty years old, uh, there, there's a lot of moving machinery there. They'll probably mo- be more than happy to leave alone. 
Yeah, um, it, exactly. I mean, it's one of those situations, if it's not broke, don't fix it. Exactly. Uh, Fox has operated very well as a TV station. Its content is very different than you'll find on ABC. Um, I don't need to be watching Shield and then you know wait for Modern Family to come on after it. It's fine. That's but right. but we're also in a world where a lot of people may not watch things live and you know jump to the on demand apps. Um, I know I miss Shield this week, so I'm gonna go pop on ABC um, after the, you know this podcast and catch up on it. But I, you know I can't go. I can't go to my live TV and watch it right now because it's not on there kind of thing. Sure. So I think it's going to be business as usual for a while until they figure out, you know, what, what can we do to make this better? Because I mean, growing up, I mean, I always remember changing the radio, um, the, the antenna stations to, you know, ABC, NBC, CBS, and Fox. Mm -hmm. I can't see that going down to just three, you know, cable ones. So, or over the air ones. Uh, which 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 one were people did people not ask you about Brian? That was your favorite property. You uh, mentioned earlier. You forgot already. Yeah. I. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm. I'm, uh, I'm. I'm. I'm blanking on uh, which one this would be. Always sunny. Oh yes. Yep. Was that was that yeah. it? <laughs> yeah, that's the one. Yeah, because FX and FXX are included in this as well. Yeah, that uh, that actually surprised me a lot. I would have thought uh, I thought FX was uh, uh, I didn't understand the relationship between Fox and FX. Um, so. even though it's just the same thing, missing one letter. Yep. Yep. Yeah, a lot of people. That, I like it. I like watching FX and FXX. So, but again, I think a lot of those will stay, and then they'll they'll just it'll operate under as it was. And at the end of the day, all the profits go to Disney, but it won't be like Disney's FX. Because exactly. they don't say Disney's ABC, you know, or Disney's yep. ESPN. Yep. So, uh, reactions I've heard from my point of view are kind of good all around. A lot of people are like, well, it's a monopoly. You know, why are we excited about a monopoly? But, you know, I don't know. It's, I mean, it's not like you still won't have a bunch of choices. Like, there's a, it's a, it's an evolving field. It's definitely new territory. But I'm more excited about my characters than anything else. And yeah. being able to watch a lot of stuff on one one stop. So what do you what do you think? What what was your take on it? I, I worry about monopolies in general, but this is uh there's a lot of good news that is wrapped around this and uh un- unfortunately I feel like uh anything bad is gonna be uh, at least twenty years away and I, I just can't think that far ahead right now. Too much excitement. Yeah, uh, I mean we still gotta make sure this deal goes through, so I'm sure it will in twelve to eighteen months. Uh, because the idea is here. A lot of the good reactions are coming from the Marvel Cinematic Universe side of things, and that's, all hope lies with Doom. All hope does lie with Doom because we we now have the ability to have every Marvel comic book character ever made under one roof as of that we know of right now. And and Fantastic Four, uh, great foursome to get in the movies, but the, a lot of great villains are coming with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we talked about this, kind of making like a list of uh, villains, like the the new villains that are coming to the MCU. And a lot of people are like, oh, that solved the villain problem. Well, the stories, you know, have good villains; they can be written well. Um, but who who is your favorite villain coming over to the Marvel Cinematic Universe from from Fox, Fox's uh, X Men or, or uh, Fantastic Four lineup? Uh, I I, th- I think it's got to be Doctor Doom. Uh, I I we've yet to really see him shine in all his doomy glory uh in in any of these movies yet and uh the uh the first fantastic four i mean i th- i think doom was uh was pretty solid but mm-hmm. uh but there were some other you know 
issues that just kind of kept it from <laughs> he uh, can't hold his own movie up like exactly. about about fantastic four yeah exactly and and like you know you take jessica alba the the person everybody wants to look at and make her invisible that wasn't a good choice that, that was a bad choice yeah so um i i'm gonna go uh, i'm gonna lean the other way and i'm you know my answer is already annihilus yeah i i uh i i I definitely am excited for that one, but uh, I feel like you, you, you voiced this Annihilus opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and, uh, so yeah. as we know in the comic books, Annihilus was, I think, a creature from the negative zone, which was introduced in the last um, Fantastic Four movie that we all don't talk about. Fan four stick. Yes, um, but in I have a couple comics behind me called Annihilation and Annihilation Conquest. That's where Annihilus I- is a mass, this big. Swarm of, I guess, creatures from the end zone. I guess I don't know, kind of yeah. what what they were. Excuse me, bugs. And, <laughs> bugs. Yeah, it was a hive mind, I guess. And he's kind of gone through the galaxy, just wiping out you know planets and and civilizations with this to take over, you know, the galaxy. And um, it, it's very much like, I guess, if you want to talk about like Star Wars, a band of rebels with a couple superpowers team up to to try to take this down from the inside. Mm. And um, it's very heavy. Like this is where we got to introduce our current version of the Guardians of the Galaxy. They they popped up in the story. Um, Thanos was in there a little bit, um, but you know I I just I, Richard Ryder as the last Soul Nova was in there a little bit. There's a lot that could be played with this, and I I don't know. Annihilus is a unique enough character that he could be uh, a, a I guess a galaxy threat without you know having to you know start from the bottom and build them up. I don't know. So, he, he we wouldn't really need a an Annihilus origin story, and I think he makes sense, kind of operating on his own. Uh, I, I I think they could really jump in, uh, pretty quickly with him. Yeah, he looks so cool. He's like a little he does. He's like a little bug thing with this cosmic control rod. It's yeah, look up Annihilus. He's he's pretty good with Marvel. M- Marvel has some good green and purple uh, color scheme uh, characters, and he's he's got to be one of the best. Yeah, uh, that's it's getting me excited thinking about how they design him because MCU designs are really good. They, do, they are. Uh, um, but on that side note, the MCU's designs are really good because Kevin Feige is involved. <laughs> he is the he is the the man. You know, um, yeah. he's our modern Stanley, if you will. And uh, Fox's slate will move under Feige's control. So the movies Fox has in you know play right now, we will not see a lot of these. You know, some of these this year, twenty eighteen is safe. Twenty nineteen is kind of question marks. So we're going to get definitely New Mutants, Deadpool 2, and sadly Dark Phoenix. Um, mm-hmm. But it also puts several movies' futures in doubt, like Gambit, any New Mutant sequels, Multiple Man movie, X-Force, X-23 spinoff, the Doctor Doom solo movie we re- we've reported on, thankfully, is might be Ixnade. Because um, I think Kevin Feige cares about continuity and you know keeping the stories tight, uh, whereas Fox has kind of played loosey-goosey with the X-Men movies. And um, I, I don't. We don't know a lot of a lot of those that will come through. And I'm I'm kind of sad Mike's not here to say for him to tell me. Told you we would never see Gambit because he's probably I, uh, right. I thought you were messing with me when I saw that word in the show notes. Uh, but uh, I do see how. Uh, yeah, that that is he is still relevant. Yeah, exactly. Um, but also, I, you know, I didn't think about this until I saw it written down. But Fox has several release dates already locked down for movies for Marvel movies. Really. Yeah, um, 2019, they have February, June, and November dates. And then in 2020, they have March, June, and October dates. 
Um, they may even have a 2021 date. I don't remember if they were ones to get one in 2021 or not. So do you think Marvel will absorb those dates and release, you know, instead of three movies, six movies that year? Or do you think they're going to kind of keep at their own pace of three or so? Uh, it, uh, it's interesting. I know 2000... we, we want to see six, but you know, what do sure. you think? Uh, 2019, that might be, I mean, that, that would be a little early for them to start rescheduling some of those movies. Those, those are coming up pretty fast. Well, uh, they, they don't have movies attached to them. They're just dates uh, at this point. Okay. So, um, it, with no movies attached to them, what do you, what do you think there? Hmm. I, uh, I feel like with, uh. Avengers four. That's sort of the, uh, that's sort of the crux of that question. Uh, because depending on how that goes, I feel like we'll sort of see what kind of pacing they'll have for rolling out new heroes versus, uh, you know, how much do you want to pull out or uh, start pulling out right before you, uh, you know, potentially uh, end your universe or reboot your universe. Um, there's, we we really don't know where Avengers four will be going. So. Mm. No, I, I definitely agree. I mean, it's 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 something they probably have again, like two playbooks, like they did with Spider Man. Like here's here's what happens if we get Spider Man. Here's what happens if we don't. Well, here's what happens if we get all these characters. Here's what happens if we don't. Um, but to have you know, looking at 2019, I think Gambit might have been the February movie. Captain Marvel in March, Avengers four in May, Fox Untitled movie in June, Spider Man in July, and then another one in November. Like, I know Disney's got the year. Disney's got the money, but do you think they're gonna keep those dates or give up some of those dates? Because Marvel yeah. Marvel does not have a single date of their own after Spider Man Two. Um, they're they're leaving. I guess no, they have some in twenty twenty. I lied. Here's some twenty twenties, but nothing else in twenty nineteen. So, do you think they're gonna like crank out more than three a year? Uh that that's tough. Three a year seemed like a seemed like a dream. Uh... Uh, you know, three years ago. Uh, yeah. Wow. I mean, I remember I was happy with one a year and then yeah. two a year and now three a year. And like, I don't know. I don't think 2020 is going to have one, two, three, four, five, six, six. If they could hit six that year, whew, Brian, we'd be living in heaven. That, uh, we'd be living in theaters. That's, that's true. But that would also mean that Kevin Feige's 20 movie plan would be done within three years. <laughs> so you'd have to, you have to add some notes. I don't know. I don't think we need six movies a year. That's that's a lot. That's 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 borderline fatigue worthy right there. Like you're gonna sure. get tired of it. But I could also see some of these movies not getting the theatrical treatment. Maybe going straight to Disney streaming service. That uh, that would be a great place for. Uh, uh, you look at uh, uh, James Franco uh, doing his uh, President Kennedy uh, series on Hulu and. Uh, He's, he's no stranger to that. I think if he wants to do his multiple man movie, uh, a streaming service might be the perfect place for that. Yeah, so I could see some of these things maybe not going away completely, but seeing a different home for them. So, because Disney wants content on their streaming service when they launch it. So, they do. Um, so, yeah, we probably won't see anything change or added until 2020, but we'll, we're going to keep an eye on this. We're going to keep you updated. Uh, on the Superhero Slate upcoming release page, I'm going to leave him as Fox. Until this deal goes through, I don't want to jinx it. And then when it's done, I'll update them all to say Marvel. So, so we're going to do that. Um, also, um, the thing was very... Bob Iger was very specific to mention Deadpool 
has been and always will be Marvel branded. And he's got a point there because they do have the Marvel intro before the Deadpool movie, even if it is R rated. Okay. Um, but there's an opportunity for the Marvel R brand, he said, as long as audiences are aware what they're going into before the movie starts. Mm. Interesting. Uh, so sort of like a Marvel Max uh, branding rather than. Uh, the... Yeah. Exactly. Okay. So like we, you know, we talked a little bit, you know. Um, uh, Marvel Knights used to be a thing. They had like two movies under Marvel Knights. I think Ghost Rider 2 and um, The Punisher Warzone. Sure. Uh, because those were kind of R-rated. I think they were R-rated movies. And then those studios didn't go anywhere. So Marvel Max would definitely be... Um, yeah, I definitely agree with that. But do you think people would be able... The average consumer would be like, Oh, well, this is a Marvel R movie because it says Marvel Max. Or do you think they'd have to go outside of that box a little bit more? I think if they uh, they they could pretty easily just uh, uh, flip the color scheme on that uh, opening intro, do more like a black and red versus the white and red, and it would be pretty apparent. Uh, I I think uh, you hear a lot about uh, uh, people taking their kids to go see some of these Deadpool movies and being surprised, but I I feel like uh, they're surprised about something they they were pretty aware of going mm-hmm. into it. Yeah, I guess I mean ignorance isn't a an excuse for you know like to get you off the hook because you you walked into the movie kind of thing. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's going to be interesting, but I definitely everyone's like, oh, they're going to Disneyfy Deadpool. Disney and its subsidiaries have made already movies before. I believe Pulp Fiction was one of them. You know, like a subsidiary studio they had. Okay. So, so Disney's not afraid to do it. Like they're not slapping Disney on Star Wars. They're not slapping Disney on Marvel. I mean, there there are tons of other companies that are owned by Disney. Disney operates as a business, and they're smart, and they'll be like, yeah, Deadpool, rated R, go for it. Like, if you want to be in there, maybe you can exist in the MCU, but we don't have to, you know, bring in our main characters every movie to, to play nice with you because we don't want Captain America being associated with this R, rated R language and violence. So, I don't know. I think Deadpool will be fine. It'll be left alone. And I'm really excited for Deadpool, too. <laughs> very excited for Deadpool 2 um, are you excited for the Disney streaming service that's obviously this is probably the whole point of this purchase uh, I, uh, I I am uh, they, they've got my money uh, they they have what they have the services or the uh, franchises I care about and mm-hmm. uh, ha- having all the Disney in one place is, is a dream come true um, and again it's that, that 1984 uh, Fahrenheit 451 futuristic anti-monopoly vibe is is there but i uh i i feel like we gotta trust them with how much how much they own right now well uh, so you bring up a good point here is like you know they have a lot of stuff and they, they don't have enough as netflix i think i told mike that last week so they're going to be cheaper than netflix mm-hmm. um but you know here's the thing like you i would pay for a disney app more so than i go pay for comedy central's app to get me just comedy central content sure um like you know they may have a lot uh, going on but you know i don't want to go pay a lot for just a one channel when i can get a bunch of channels here in content and we talked a little bit about this uh, in our messages about a random button for franchises and series and stuff uh because you've had really good luck with the f is it the fx app that randomizes simpsons episodes for you yeah the the fx app has just a play random simpsons episode uh button built into their simpsons world page and uh it it 
it, it works fantastically. Yeah, and I would love to see that um, a random button for you know, hey, here's Marvel movies random. Um, hey, here's the um, I don't know some other franchises Fox owns, you know, random um, or, or something like that, or, or even like I, I mentioned curated playlists. Uh, here's sure. your Star Wars movies in you know numerical or in chronological order. Here's they are in you know the the um, release order, something like that. So there, there's a lot of, of you know interesting ways they could play with this and make it stand out rather than just an app where you go and click on it and say good luck kind of thing. You look at uh, the Disney World in Florida and they got their Tomorrowland section and they got their uh, Magic Kingdom section and they're they're very good at, at curating uh, and and collecting these things that uh, uh, that that you may not yeah. Uh, you may not see as related right away, but and, and you go to the park, they work. And, you know, they, they pride themselves on innovation. Um, you know, Disney being innovative and, and being able to do stuff that other people haven't done yet because, not because they couldn't, but because Disney literally has the funding and they want to stand out. So if Disney, you're listening to us right now, give us something like playlists or random buttons for your, your streaming service and, and don't make it like, like I have an issue navigating Netflix sometimes because there's too much content. And you ne- sure. I can never just settle on something easily. You spend more time looking than you are watching, I feel. so yeah, They can be a little overwhelming. Yeah, agreed. So, you know, knock on wood. But Disney, Disney's coming, but they're not taking their Netflix shows with them, Brian. That's, that's what we've heard. Uh, the Punisher is one of those shows and has been announced for a season two already. Are you surprised by this? Oh, that's fantastic. That's yeah. great news. It is, I agree. Uh, you can you know check out our Mine and Mike's uh, review episode about The Punisher. Uh, I think I think we both liked it. I liked it more than he did. I was very on board with it. Brian, sounds like you're on board with this. Very very pleasantly surprised by uh, The Punisher series. Yeah, definitely different. Definitely uh, a good thing. So they've already announced season two. That was a really quick turnaround. I didn't think they would. And I think they're trying to slide it in before Disney creates their own shows. Um, okay. I think they. I think Netflix may be like whatever their contract is. We don't know. They want to keep creating Daredevil stuff. It will exist in the MCU, but it'll also be on Netflix, kind of thing. Um, but the, so I mean, Disney could still have these healthy partnerships. We talked about keep the Hulu keep on running. They could be like, okay, well these shows are already on Netflix and they're they're healthy, so let's keep creating them on Netflix. Give every like, it's not like um, these Disney and Netflix has to be mutually exclusive, right? Sure. Because you have Hulu and Netflix, correct? I do. So, but you're not like, oh, I, I like Hulu more. Oh, I like Netflix more. You have them because they have different content. Yeah, they they I, they cast the wider net together. Yeah. So I think I think healthy partnerships are still in the future. The internet likes to grab onto these things and shake some hate out of them and get your fanboys all riled up and and stuff like that. So I'm 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 crossing my fingers for. Things things working out for everybody. I want to see mommy and daddy play nice together. That's that's all I want to see, Brian. I, I think that I think we all want that. Yeah. So there we go. A show that does not have a home currently, neither on Hulu, Netflix, or anything else, is actually New Warriors. Did you know that they have not found a home yet? Um, I, but they were. Um, we've got two new photos for them. One's a behind the scenes photo that was recently deleted of the cast here. Um, the only one I can make out right now is um, it's Milana Vantrub who plays Squirrel Girl there in the front, right? Okay. Um, uh, with the bear hat on. The one with the bear hat on, and she is okay. definitely looks like a Squirrel Girl. If I had to imagine a Squirrel Girl, <laughs> um, I can see it. 
and I don't know the other characters' names that well. I've not read New Warriors. Like I'm gonna have to go pick it up and 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 read it, much like I did with the Runaways. But here's sure. here's a look at the cast, and looks like maybe some sort of underground bunker or secret base. Looks like behind them, maybe I don't know. Yeah, I don't know where they got are. some got some caution tape type stripes that uh kind of have a military vibe to them or a, a police vibe to them. But yeah, or a bomb could be a bomb. Okay. I don't sure. know. So they that was deleted. So some this wasn't supposed to be seen. Um, and but then the next photo is actually from CCXP, which is the Comic Con Experience in Brazil that's been oh. going on. And we get to see the official New Warriors logo. So if they're taking this logo down there and they're shipping it at CCXP, I think you know they're still hoping someone's going to find that two season order. But they feel really confident about it at this point. Yeah, this uh, it now is I, I I'm not too familiar, but is this is the uh, this looks different than how I remember the New Warriors logos looking in the comics. Uh, so it looks like they've designed their own. Uh, unique logo for this yeah yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna have to google search me a new warriors logo here and that's you type that in you don't get a logo right away um no it looks like it looks pretty much like the comic books brian i think we, i think we might have some some different ideas in our head okay uh, let me see here well that's old okay how about this old new warriors like the 90s does not look like that but the new warriors that this one is based off of you know, including the most recent one with like Nova and um, stuff like that, does look like it. So, okay. are you are you seeing are you seeing the new one there when you when you Google yeah. it? Yeah, yeah, like a yellow and black uh, color scheme. Yeah, there's yellow and black, but I see blue and white, yellow and white. Mm-hmm. So the modern New Warriors with Cannonball, or not Cannonball. Um, what is that kid's name who blew up in the Stanford incident, Brian? Uh, oh, jeez. Cannonballs in my head. Yeah, cannonball is not there. Uh, whatever. So yeah, so the new one does feature this logo. So it looks like they're they're using it a little bit there, but that's okay. It looks okay. It looks fine. Yeah, yeah. I'm 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 interested in seeing where this seeing where this goes. Happy to hear it's uh, moving along. Yeah. So um, the reason that apparently Freeform passed on it is because this is a very expensive show for a half hour comedy, with all the superpowers and super people. And wanting to use a live squirrel for um, Squirrel Girl's little buddy, uh, Tippy Toe. Yeah, uh, have you? I've never seen a trained squirrel before. If I was to be honest, <laughs> um, I've seen one water ski, but uh, uh, that's about it. Yeah, a lot, a lot of squirrels. I mean, I've seen the animated. Was it with uh, Will Will um, Arnett in it? The Nut Job or whatever movie he's in. So. Yeah, I don't know. New Warriors is expensive. Hopefully it finds a home and gets its two-season order. We'll knock on wood that the 18 year girl gets to be the Squirrel Girl. Let's hope so. Yep. Are you excited for Captain Marvel's movie? I'm very excited to uh, see this Captain Marvel movie. Yes, uh, taking place in the 90s, right before Avengers 4. Uh, they've hired Ben Davis as a cinematographer. Ben Davis has worked with Marvel before doing Doctor Strange, the first Guardians of the Galaxy, and Age of Ultron, which I think are beautiful movies. All very beautiful movies. Um, very much so. I think Age of Ultron is probably the biggest one, I would say. A lot of people may not like the story, but if you compare Avengers 1 to Age of Ultron, you definitely see the difference Ben's work makes as a cinematographer on that. Definitely. Um, but he also recently did the award. He won an award for this on three billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri. Um, the kind of art house film 
you know, you know, that's in theaters right now, but a lot of people are loving it. So he shot some award-winning films outside of Marvel as well. So uh, I've not heard of that. I'll have to check that out. Yeah, it's stars. I don't know why I said that because as soon as I said it, I'm like, I don't remember her name. Um, people are probably <laughs> yelling at me on the other side of this right now. Um, she's in Fargo, the movie, the main actress in Fargo. Can't even think of it. Oh well. Well, a lot of people like three awards outside Abbey, Missouri. So, um, yeah, there you go. So Ben Davis taking over Captain Marvel, gonna take us back to space. I I hope. Cree Skull War, Cree Scroll War. Yeah, that's what I said. Um, are you are you excited about the the chance to see the scrolls in the Marvel universe now? Yeah, I uh, I, I was always very surprised Marvel uh, Studios didn't jump on them earlier. We were getting a lot of really strong scroll storylines. Uh, right around the time MCU was taken off, and uh, I'm glad they waited. I think uh, I think we're ready for that, and a little hungry for that. So, yeah, yeah, bring that, bring on some cool shape shifting visuals. Yes, right. I want. I mean, I gotta see those rid. Like they're they're testing the waters with Thanos. Do the rigid chins really work? Kind of. Yeah, thing. that deviant look. Yeah. Um. Someone asked me this week. Uh, I think it was um, Forrest, um, who works at the the AMC theaters. He asked me, "Who is going to be a scroll in Avengers 4? And I'm like, "That's a good question." <sighs> He's asking the right questions. Yeah, that is impressive. Uh, I was going to say Hawkeye because that was like if he dies in those movies and they find out he's a scroll, that leaves him open to come back and be with his family. Sure. Um, Interesting. But I think that, uh, we, th- we all think the movie is going to end with someone dying and be like, this person was a scroll the whole time. Yeah, I, I, uh, I remember Secret Invasion had a lot of uh, very dramatic corpse reveals of uh, scrolls <laughs> revealing themselves. Um, and and I, think, uh, I think it'd be wise of Marvel to try to grab at least one of those, uh, whether it's Avengers 3 or uh, Captain Marvel. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. We're going to have to we're going to play it by ear. Um, and maybe, you know, have some more flashbacks go on. Like, when, when did they get swapped out? Maybe when people weren't looking, you know. Um, but, yeah. So, Captain Marvel on its way. Avengers 4, I've got some behind-the-scenes photos here. Maybe a little spoilery. I'm going to lean more towards no, more just speculation. If that's alright with you. Uh, go for it. So, Evangeline Lilly, uh, who plays the Wasp, shared a photo of herself getting ready to be in Avengers 4. Um... And if you notice, her hair is straight out of the first Ant-Man movie. And okay. in the Ant-Man and the Wasp, it has grown out and she has it back in a ponytail. Um, in her Wasp outfit, which is much longer. So this may be a flashback to Ant-Man, the first Ant-Man movie in Avengers 4. Do you think the time stone is going to play a big part of this? Oh, uh, I mean, that's a that's a very good catch on the, on the hair. Um, wow. Uh... I, I was just thinking she matched where she looked in uh in Ant Man, but you're right. She's gonna be uh, we've we've already seen her in Ant Man and the Wasp in some uh, pre production photos or uh in her uh, in her outfit and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. So wow, yeah, uh, yeah. I, I wouldn't leave. I would definitely not leave time travel uh out of the equation. Uh, that that's a good catch. Yeah, I don't know how they're gonna use it or use her, but that's I mean that's that's one big way to look at it. Um, so. You know, let the speculation begin for, for Avengers 4. And the second photo is showing Anthony Mackie uh, back on set of Sam Wilson for Avengers 4. Uh, With a very modest cigar. Very, very humble cigar, if you will. <laughs> uh, Cigarillo, maybe. <laughs> uh, do you think that's a swisher sweet there? But 
Uh, now he's he's definitely smoking a stogie, just covering his whole face with this thing. Being back on set, maybe, maybe that's a celebratory cigar. Like, hey, they didn't kill me in Avengers three, or you know, hey, I still got another job, kind of thing. It does not look like an it's a boy, and that's about all I can tell. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's it's a big old smoking cigar. So, Anthony Mackie, you you keep doing you, buddy. We're we, if you're happy doing your stuff, we're happy you're doing your stuff. That's right. So I want to see some of him in that. I mean, I do like in the Age of Ultron, tra- or not Age of Ultron, Avengers Infinity War trailer, which I did see before Star Wars. Um, to get to mm. see, um, I don't know if they showed it, but he was maybe in the footage. He is fighting the Proxima Midnight somewhere. So uh, definitely excited to see his return to it. Yeah, they they uh, they took a very corny Falcon looking design from the comics and really reinvented it into something wild. Uh, a guy who talks to a, a little pet red wing bird and, <laughs> and has like a one piece suit and some goggles. And yeah, they really made him like versatile. I agree. You nailed it. Deadpool two is coming up as well, Brian, and we got a new picture from it shared this week as well called the Second Coming. I, uh, I had to, I honestly laughed out loud when this one popped up. Uh, this is this is a pretty awesome photo or rendering rather. Yeah, so it's uh, Deadpool and Cable in what I don't know is it it's Adam and God in a painting. Uh, yeah, I believe it's the roof of the Sistine Chapel uh, that it's referencing. But we've got Cable coming out of what looks like a very Terminator time portal, and what I believe is Deadpool on a beanbag chair. Yeah, beanbag chair. With his hand out touching Cable's gun, who is pointing right at Deadpool. Um, I also like to see, you know, Cable has two guns, one big gun and one little gun. And um, and the idea here is he's got the teddy bear, I believe, for Hope Summers on his belt there. And I think that's a big that's a big factor if they're leaving that in this promotional artwork. Like, we might hear a lot more about Hope Summers or, you know, the last mutant in the future that he's trying to protect. Yeah, I, the, I'm very intrigued by the teddy bear. It, it doesn't stick out right away, but it's pretty hard to miss if you look at the picture long enough. Yeah, it, uh, it's something that they, if it wasn't a big deal, I think they could have just left it out. Right, very not necessary. Yeah. Um. So I, I think it, it is necessary in a way we're not aware of yet. Yeah, and I'm excited to see like the first real trailer on this, not the not the Bob Ross painting teaser trailer we got. I want to see some footage. I yeah. want to see some guns and explosions and. Like you said, a very Terminatory time bubble that he's popping out of. So knock knock on wood. Really really excited to see that one. Uh, the New Mutants also is coming out April. I'm really excited for New Mutants. It sounds like you know. Are you are you, are you feeling the same hype for New Mutants, Brian? Yeah, uh, very on board. And um, uh, we got some new teasers here for these characters that we watched right before the show. And the first up is one for Cannonball. Yep. And Cannonball is played by Charlie Heaton, who is in the Stranger Things shows as, I think, Will's older brother. Okay. And uh, Cannonball, uh, as we know, we, we know him much later in comic books, Brian and I read uh, The New Avengers, and he's a mutant who can take off like a rocket. And he calls Cannonball because he flies like a rocket. I think he's like nearly invulnerable as he's flying around. I believe that's right. And uh, in, in this one, his powers manifested when he was in a cave mine working in Kentucky for his family. The cave class, and that's when his powers manifested. And it looks like this teaser might be throwing hints that we may be returning to that that, that little uh, that coal mine to, to see his powers uh, come to life in this one. Yeah, uh, 
I, I believe I first, uh, the first time I ever uh, heard about Cannonball was in the uh, Christopher Yost's uh, X-Men Evolution cartoon, and, and he was a very southern character in that, but he wasn't one of the main X-Men, uh, sort of sporadically used. Um, and uh, I definitely get a cave, uh, coal mine cave type of vibe from this, so maybe, mm. uh, maybe we're going to get a little bit of topical with uh, some sort of, you know, West Virginian coal mining uh, small hometown that Cannonball is affected by. Yeah, yeah, we'll definitely have to see how that, that plays out because this is gonna be a horror movie like we've never seen. So I, I don't I don't even know what we're gonna get. The the style of the text and the horror vibe the the poster you guys talked about last week I believe it was uh, I, I I have been totally caught off guard by this horror vibe for this movie. Um, I'm I'm on board, but I have no idea what they're doing. Yeah, and you went up and actually you looked up the same, um, the Frighteners poster that Mike was talking about. Uh, yeah. Because he texted it to me during the show, and then you sent it to me later, and they're, they're, they're definitely pulling from that Frighteners vibe from the poster. Yeah, they they, uh, they seem to have some, some real horror fans working on this, um, which uh, just makes it exciting. Yeah, it definitely does. Uh, and speaking of horror, the second teaser we got earlier, the, I think the first one we actually got this week, shows... Uh, Maisie Williams from Game of Thrones um, teasing her transformation into Wolfsbane, um, but also focusing very heavily on her Catholic faith, which is a big to the character. Like she is, her family are devout Catholics, and this curse that she turns into simply to a werewolf uh, as her mutant ability is like very strenuous on that on her and her family and her religion. And like they're like, you can't be this thing, and that's why they, they send her away to this. So. Yeah, X Men uh, have some great, some great Christian uh, characters. That uh, we, we, I mean, uh, you got Nightcrawler that's monstrous, but you also have Angel who's very angelic. And and uh, anytime X Men touches on religion, I think uh, they have a very unique um, opportunity to uh, sort of poke some barbs and uh, you know make some uh, make some statements that uh, that really work well. Yeah, and, and their characters feel real. Like, their characters aren't there just to cause problems with it. They're like, you know, these are people that you would come across in real life kind of thing. So they just happen to have super abilities in the comic books. Um, so, yeah, I'm excited for New Mutants. This, that's in April. So not a long wait for that one, man. Like, we might be seeing that beforehand. Are you on board the Titans live-action TV show? Uh, I, uh... It's, it's, it's going to be CW, correct? Uh, no, it'll be D- WB's own streaming service. Oh, interesting. Yes. Uh, it, I, I, I thought it had a very, uh, like, Watchmen kind of vibe to it, which doesn't really fit with CW, but CW's kind of, I mean, they've, they've, they've done a pretty good job, uh, I would say, overall with their DC franchises. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the Hawk and Dove are not two characters I'm, I'm super familiar with, uh, but um, it, at, at the same time, they can't really offend me with that. Right, so we have left, which looks like Harvey Birdman on the left. Yeah. And then um, some girl with, like, long... I, the girl's outfit doesn't sell me as much as the guy's does. Hers is, like, very kind of soft and, like, looks like it was, like, like fake feathers cut out of it. Um, but I don't know what they do either. So, like, these are going to be some characters they're going to have to introduce to us pretty hard and fast in this, this Titan show if I end up, you know, maybe trying the free week of the WB streaming service. It uh, it also kind of reminds me of uh, I'm not gonna be able to remember both of their names, but uh, Jim Carrey's character in Kick-Ass Two, uh, 
was it um general uh, something Ooh yeah uh gen- not general disarray that's that's south park um gonna look it up here i'm gonna have to look it up you've got me you've got me looking up here uh jim carrey colonel stars and stripes okay and didn't he have a daughter in that one or uh well am i blending my kick-ass character i think you're blending them together because there's also uh chloe grace moretz hit girl okay and then daddy yeah uh, big, uh, big, daddy. big daddy was nicholas cage that's it uh yeah i, I it, it'd be hard to top those two and this kind of gets that i mean first from a still image that's kind of the vibe i get uh father daughter crime fighters yeah uh i think the, i don't i don't think the age difference is that much here um i just think it looks that way i've never watched teen titans or you know gotten into the teen titans thing um that's more of i guess mike's area so he might be able to talk more about this later but i mean i guess they're okay costumes the the little mask on uh dove's face looks a little weird um yeah kind of spider people yeah yeah uh the uh i I know with dc's rebirth they've uh really differentiated between the teen titans and the titans but i also don't really know what that differentiation is uh yeah i don't think they know here either because the guy they cast to play (laughs) nightwing was shown in a robin suit to begin with Mm, yeah so but if they're showing us these photos that means they're probably about to be filming outside in the public with these characters so I think they're just kind of getting us ready, like, hey, if you see some leaked photos, here's what they really look like, kind of thing. Uh, are okay. you kept up with the other uh, WB shows at all? Uh, let's see. I am... Oh, I'm, I'm real behind in Flash. Uh, Supergirl, I'm up to... I've, I finished... Uh, the answer is no. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm behind in almost all of them. All right. Uh, um, did you know that the character Arsenal um, left Arrow... Like the show, like the actor left the show for a while. No, it, yeah, he left a couple. I think in season three, maybe maybe okay. four. But he's supposed to be coming back. Colton Haynes is coming back as Arsenal uh, in the sixth season for for a new arc. So, um, if you're interested in the the Red Arrow, I guess I don't know what it, his name's Arsenal is. What I remember um, will be an Arrow coming up this this coming spring. I guess or when the show comes back this spring. Or, okay, I guess it's still winter, but 2018. You know, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> I do. After the it, winter it's, break. It, it's been an up and down show too, but uh, from what I understand, it, it has really bounced back from some of the more magic and, uh, I don't know, mystical uh, themes that it, it had earlier. And, and from what I've read in reviews, fans seem to be pretty happy with that. Yeah, well, I mean, that's that's good. I know this last, the season break and the crossover really pissed off a bunch of their fans enough to change their... The Arrow Reddit to the Punisher Reddit because they were like, we're not, we're not gonna put up with your your stupid stuff in Arrow. Um, so I don't even know if that I'm gonna I'm gonna look this up now. Did the Reddit change back? Um, yeah, I, I'm not sure. Let's see here, Reddit.com/slash Arrow. That's oh, back to Arrow. They they have forgiven. Two days ago, Arrow went back to Arrow. So um, <laughs> maybe some good faith is on their way with this. So we'll, we'll, well, let's hope so. Cross our fingers for them as well. But lastly, speaking of the DC news, I got we got the DC movie news. Two topics of DC movie news here, Brian. Okay. And honestly, I thought this was going to be the biggest news of the week. Uh, the DC have announced or declared their upcoming film slate, or the films they're working on for DC, at least that we know of. So we know that the next few movies, these next few movies that I, I that I'm going to name, are in progress right now. 
and DC will acknowledge them to the public. What do they got for us? They have Wonder Woman 2, and that's Roman numeral 2, not a number 2. Aquaman, Suicide Squad, okay. number 2. Inevitable. Flashpoint, Shazam, Batgirl, The Batman, Justice League Dark, and Green Lantern Corps. Ooh. Now, somehow I had uh, not uh, paid attention to Green Lantern Corps. That, uh, that's exciting. Green Lantern Corps is... I'm really excited for that. Um, I, I think that's the buddy cop movie they're trying to get onto. Like, Hal Jordan and um, Jon Stewart. Like, okay. buddy cop kind of thing in space. Um, so that was cool. I think the one that surprised me the most is Justice League Dark is back on. That's shocking to me. Because they were like, oh, Justice League Dark's not going to... Guillermo del Toro's not going to do it. We're going to make a cartoon movie about it. Okay, great. Well, that came and went, and I think not a lot of people were too impressed with it, if I remember. And um, now it's back on the movie docket. So that's that's cool to me. I, uh, I'm i not a huge Swamp Thing fan, but uh, uh, Christy Blanche, uh, who's a, uh, who was a professor at Ball State... Um, had a lot of recommendations at C2E2 a couple years ago um, about Alan Moore's run, run on uh, Swamp Thing and, and got me reading some Swamp Thing and some New 52 Swamp Thing. And the Justice League Dark animated movie, he was probably my favorite character. Uh, him and Batman interact in a very... Uh, uh, Batman has to detect things and Swamp Thing just is aware of them. <laughs> that, uh, that that really worked well in a cartoon. Um, I... Uh, I, I do have to agree the the movie as a whole was kind of shaky, but um, but I thought they offered a good dynamic and and that's a character I think could uh, really bring a lot of unique visuals to uh, to a movie. Well, well, you're lucky because we're going to talk about that here in a minute. But let's talk about the movies that are not on this list, Brian. Yeah, that's probably the most. That's the biggest thing. It's not what you mm-hmm. see, it's what you don't see. Agreed. Um, for, as of right now, if I go pull up the superhero slate release list, Cyborg is on the list for April third, twenty twenty, and Green Lantern Corps was for June nineteenth, twenty twenty. So afterwards, okay. As of right now, they did not mention Cyborg at all on the upcoming movie list. Uh, they've not talked about Deathstroke, Gotham City Sirens, the Harley Quinn standalone movie, the Joker versus Harley Quinn standalone movie, the Nightwing movie. The standalone Joker movie or the long-rumored Justice League 2 has now been taken off the docket. For, for me, the Justice League 2 one was not just surprising, but a little insulting. Uh, handing us Justice League 1 with Steppenwolf really laid some groundwork for a good Dark Side is Coming plot. And unless... Does Justice League Dark is a cutesy name on Dark Side. Uh, I, it doesn't sound like we're getting that anytime soon, and that's a little upsetting considering we had to sit through Justice League One. Yeah, uh, so Justice League. I just realized Justice League is scheduled for 2019, actually, um, before Wonder Woman Two on, on from from uh, from Warner Brothers. So that means that Justice League Two and Cyborg they've removed two movies from this the release dates they've already announced. And a lot of these don't. Uh, a lot of these other ones don't even have release dates, like Batman or Batgirl, Suicide sure. Squad two. But um, yeah, they've really kind of shuffled up their slate a little bit, if you will, after um, the lackluster Justice League turnout, I guess. Yeah, that's a polite way of putting it. Yeah, um, Wonder <laughs> well, Wonder Woman blew people away. I believe my wife is watching Wonder Woman right now as we record this. 
So Excellent. I know a lot of people love Wonder Woman. Great year for that. Not a good year for Justice League, but we can definitely know that the second one's not immediately on the horizon. Maybe they're gonna, maybe they're gonna write that ship again. They keep writing the ship, right? So this is, this is true. We got a lot of. Uh... Without going too deep into Justice League, we got a lot of connections to the Wonder World mythology in Justice League. Uh, so I am very excited for Wonder Woman 2, and, and it is possible we'll get a little bit more of that uh, New Gods uh, vibe from uh, Wonder Woman 2. Yeah, they're kind of they're kind of setting her up to be maybe like the, the forefront of the, the franchise now. Uh, that would be a smart decision. Yeah, uh, let, let a woman lead your team, let her mythos guide the world and everything around it, and then the other characters are kind of just fall into place. So, uh, much like Iron Man was, you know, the accidental MCU lead, this is this might be the way Wonder Woman takes off. Uh, but you mentioned Justice League Dark in the animations, and we've got some actual test concept art and test animations from this movie from a 2015 pitch right here to look at, Brian. And first and foremost, on the first page, we get to see Swamp Thing standing here in his glory. First and foremost, he is he is right there. Yeah, they um, they didn't hold back on Swamp Thing, man. Yeah, I'm I'm very impressed with uh, this concept art. Um, I, uh, I I I think don't change a thing uh, from from him, and uh, he looks like he's gonna be you know uh, living, walking, talking plant and protecting that, the that green fits. is what he does. He protects the green. This, this is true. Uh, but also included with that is actually test animation test footage. Of Swamp Thing walking around with uh, fireflies orbiting him. So if you get to watch that footage on that, it's from Vimeo. It's actually really cool watching him. Like it looks like they took it out of a video game, but uh, he's a little mossier in there. But I think it's cool. I think it looks good. Yeah, he's got some cool uh, particle effects on him. Yeah. So there's there's definitely that. Uh, the second page shows the villain, which is actually the Floronic Man. Um, are you familiar with the Floronic Man? I'm, I am not. Uh, this is a this is a very impressive design, but it's not a character I've heard of. He looks like he's made out of tree bark and like decay, but he could also be he's simply a villain out of a Guillermo del Toro movie, or like a demon in another movie. Yeah, a very Pan's Labyrinth kind of vibe uh, to him, uh, which I believe was also del Toro. Uh. Yeah, they they uh, mention they mention below that it, it looks very much like the uh, evil version of a monster from J. A. Bayona's A Monster Calls, but I've never seen the movie. I, I have not seen that. Okay, well I'm gonna look up Floronic. I, I googled Floronic Man while you're while you're talking about here. Um, apparently he first appeared in um, Flash or in Adam Number One, and then the Flash, and then Swamp Thing as different versions. That's an interesting origin. And he was apparently in the movie Batman and Robin as like a like a scientist in there. Huh. So, uh, yeah, I, I'm just kind of looking through here trying to figure out where the film Batman and Harley Quinn. Have you watched that animated movie yet? Uh, no, I haven't. Uh, I haven't got, a, uh, got my hands on a copy of that one. Apparently he's the main antagonist. So we're sitting here talking about mm. this guy who was just recently in a movie that just came out. So everyone else probably thinks we're stupid, Brian. <laughs> we, we we showed our cards too early. But there's a Floronic man who looks pretty cool. I like the look of him. Yeah, I approve. Yeah. Uh, second up, we get Natalie Dormer as Zatanna Zatara. Shocking. Yes. Uh, very shocking design here. Uh, love Natalie Dormer. Um, so, 
would never uh, a beautiful blonde actress would never have picked her for uh, for Satana, but they uh, they looked like they put some put some black coloring over her hair and yeah. son of a bitch, she looks like Satana. So they definitely gave it like Satana's normally in like her magician's outfit looking thing. This is a punk rocker Zatanna, if you will. Uh, a Guns yeah, N' Roses no crop top, tattoos, bullets for a belt, and torn leggings. It's more of a, not, not your Harry Houdini uh, magician, but more of a little Chris Angel vibe. Yeah, yeah, I could totally, like, yeah, I could do, like, she knows magic, but she doesn't want to do it all the time kind of thing. So, um, yeah, that's inter- that's very interesting. Um yeah, and she may be up for the role since her character was killed off in Game of Thrones. So, I don't know. We'll see about that. Probably, again, most most inspired choice of this is Dan Stevens as Constantine. Yeah. Um, Dan Stevens is known for his role in Legion as the title character, or The Beast in Beauty and the Beast, and some other movies. Um, again, as, as it notes here on the website, all this concept art was done in 2015 before Dan Stevens was even a breakout hit so um wow the the foresight that this was done before the legion show is very impressive to me because i this was not an actor i'd I'd heard of before legion and talk about somebody who's just fascinating to watch not explain something that's that's him uh and and i think that could really work for a john constantine character yeah uh i i I say of all the options he's probably the least likely to be cast now because of his yeah. Legion work and, and his big work. But, I mean, if they can get him and get him to do it, it might be, like I said, an inspired choice for sure. Uh, another, Definitely. Another character I didn't think uh, that would be uh, you know in the movies anytime soon is Dead Man. And they've obviously done some concept work for a very CG-based Dead Man here. Yeah, uh, I, I would... Uh, I, I mean, I, Justice League Dark was a surprise to me in general, but Dead Man... Uh, he, he was in the animated uh, Justice League Dark cartoon, uh, and, and he was pretty fun as well. But uh, uh, seems like a difficult character to bring alive. Uh, no pun intended there uh, on uh, on screen. <laughs> um, he's uh, if, if I remember correctly, he's only visible to the people he chooses to be visible to, and then possesses uh, living bodies. Um, so. I, I'm actually more excited to see them try to pull off somebody like Natalie Dormer acting like they're possessed by Dead Man than to see Dead Man floating around. But this is a very intimidating looking Dead Man. Uh, this this is this is not your mama's Dead Man. Yeah. So when I think of Dead Man, like I remember from uh, I think Brightest Day. Um, okay. And Black Knight, but he like he's very smooth skinned. Does not look nearly as ethereal as this character looks. Um, yeah, he's very see-through. He's very like decrepit, like decaying. Even not decaying, but like imagine a corpse sucked dry, uh, kind of thing. So it definitely looks scary, <laughs> and, and and that that'd be okay. You know, everything doesn't need to be uh, fun and fun and games. And N- not in not in a dark movie. Not in a movie with the word dark in it. That's for sure. Um, and lastly is um, Chiwetel Ejiofor as Jason Blood slash Etrigan the Demon. And while, you know, um, Chiwetel Ejiofor is on the Doctor Strange movie path now, um, this is, I don't see a lot in this other than he's glowing his eyes red and does not look very much like Etrigan at all. So, yeah, uh, Etrigan 
seems like a difficult character to pull off. Uh, I feel like it would be very uh, uh, almost offensive to take away from his rhyming. Uh, that's a he 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 speaks in rhymes in all his appearances and. Uh, it's it's a very uh, recognizable Etrigan trait, but I also don't know how you pull that off in a movie without being unbelievably cheesy. Yeah, I mean, it could possibly be, like, he's inhuman most of the time, but, like, when Etrigan takes over here, he spits out, he talks in those little rhymes. Kind of like, maybe like a Gollum Smeargle kind of thing. I, uh, I, I'd be intrigued by that. Yeah, so, um, I definitely don't know. Um, but Etrigan is a demon, I believe he's tied to this character jason blood and he has to say a rhyme to come out and be that person is that is that how i'm I'm getting it that uh that that matches with what i what i remember about him yeah like like here's 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 the um poem and he usually recites gone gone oh form of man rise the demon etrigan and then he becomes that demon so there we go (laughs) um you speak a poem you turn into a demon brian (laughs) <laughs> that sounds about right. So there's there's a Justice League Dark stuff. That looks really cool. I'm glad um, the, the director, Joseph Kahn, was able to put that online for people to take a look at, um, even though it may not come through. Um, but, you know, maybe maybe with that announcement at uh, CCXP, they may be like, okay, well, maybe we can come back and revisit some of that stuff. And I, last, I think... Uh, yeah, go ahead. I think, that'd be, I think that'd be a great idea for them to uh, test the waters with this. Yeah, I, I agree. Uh, lastly, Brian, I'm, I didn't type this in the notes because I want to talk with you about it, but Dragon Ball has a new movie coming out. Really? In 2018, yes. Dra- this... Dragon Ball, not Z, not Super, not Kai, not GT, Dragon Ball. And and movie. Yes, movie. Wow. Um, apparently, it's a movie about the history of the Saiyan race and how they came to be and maybe even the history of the first Super Saiyan God. And, like, his rebellion what? he started on the planet, I guess, maybe Vegeta or whatever it was called back then. Interesting. So, um, yeah. I mean, I've been watching a lot of Dragon Ball Z lately, and I know you have as well. And, you know, when you're stuck in something, all that information just happens to pop up when you're not expecting it. So, um, they're looking to release that Dragon Ball movie with input from the creator, Akira Toriyama, and, and Ooh, there you go. revisit some history in, in the the Dragon Ball universe. I think that's pretty cool. Yeah, uh, I uh, I definitely think the Saiyans were uh, something that we we never really got in uh, the in the series outside of uh, you know maybe the some of the movies uh, showing us a little bit of Vegeta right before the planet exploded. But um, that uh, I, I, I'm not hearing anything about the Dragon Balls being in the movie, which I don't think is necessarily a bad thing, but it's surprising. Um, yeah, I, I, well, some of the movies don't have to do anything with Dragon Balls either. Um, that's true. Like, I think the, the first one that showed the history of Sam's was Bardock and showed about Goku's father. It had nothing to do with it, so. Okay. They're just saying, it's in the universe, it's here, it's Dragon Ball. Gotta rock the dragon, Brian. Gotta rock the dragon. And, and this is, uh, this would technically be owned by Fox and... At the time that it comes out, hopefully will be owned by Disney. Oh, so th- I think this is more of the Japanese company doing Dragon Ball. Um, oh, okay. So um, let me see. Let me. I'm gonna pull this up because uh, Dragon Ball Z, you know, created I think in Japan a toy animation. Mm-hmm. Okay. So they would own it. 
Um, the live action movie rights are owned by Fox, so we could see a live action Dragon Ball movie from Disney uh, if they wanted to make one. I don't think they should make one. <laughs> I, I I think they have some other priorities. Yeah, they were like, you know, if we're gonna if we gotta nix something, Dragon Ball, we'll give it back. Anyone can Safe have it. Safe one to nix. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, so that's that's uh, 2008 feature, and we'll you know work on that, and of course. Hopefully we don't get another Broly movie. So yeah, that that's that's all we can hope for. Well, Brian, we made it through our show notes here a little longer than, than usual, but we had a lot of lot of good stuff to go through um, this this week. So thanks for coming on and being a part of this, and you know, kind of just listening to me ramble. That that's always a plus. Uh, absolutely, I, uh, I like you said a lot of great news this week, and uh, I appreciate the opportunity to come on here and. Uh, inaccurately talk about kick-ass too <laughs> well i mean if, if you didn't mess something up it wouldn't be a superhero slate episode that's that's kind of how we feel happy it. to hear it yeah so thanks for that um if people want to see what you're up to brian what you're doing uh where can people find you at uh well you can find me on uh twitter at uh at picket fence 14 and uh at hip at hippos for hire i have a series of uh, uh custom artwork i do of uh, hippos as superheroes and uh pop culture figures so uh stop by hipposforhire.com or at hipposforhires on twitter instagram and facebook they're really cool i i'm i'm kind of i'm happy slash proud to have been a part of this for for a long time uh, I, I like i like brian's hippo versions of stuff and um i think i mean i remember you know coming up with the hippos for hire i think we're at c2e2 and we're like yeah. this, this works out great why would you not do this Chris was there uh, for the uh, inception of the name for that, uh, and uh, actually I have a, a Goku Saiyan hippo that uh, you pitched uh, to me that we made a little sketch of, uh, I believe, back in 2006, so oh. uh, you've, you've been uh, in on this for a while now. Well, well I'm, glad, I'm glad to hear it. Um, also, Brian sell himself a little short, uh, Comic UI, always head over to Comic UI, uh, we do a lot of stuff on there. Um, right, you know, just go to comicuot.com. You know, we work a lot on the new stuff. Brian works a lot on the back end, so we, you know, we appreciate you making that work for everybody. It's true. So there's well, that. Thank you. No, no, no problem. Um, as usual, you can find me on Twitter at Valdan V A L D A N. Uh, post some stuff up there. I, I was gonna post something. I forgot what I. I don't know. Got a lot going on this week. Maybe, hopefully, knock on wood, Christmas, some good Christmas stuff. You know, be posting on there, showing it off. Be like, people like me. Look at this. They bought me stuff. Um, you can also head over to Comic UI and watch the video we, we made for the countdown to Infinity War with the proper way to watch the movies. I agree. I think. Don't you, Brian? I do. And and you were there. You you saw me do the math. I'm like, no, people are wrong. You can't start in January to watch no. all these. Yeah. Uh, I I, uh, I feel like that was a pretty good public service because uh, people were, were going to be uh, selling themselves short. Yeah. And you also don't start with Captain America. I don't no. care if that's the first one chronologically. You can't start with it. It's a flash. You don't start with the Phantom Menace. You don't start with uh, Captain America. Yeah, thank you. That's a good way to look at it. Um, so there's that. Also, film side chats podcast, or go to YouTube, search the DNN, and see the videos we do there. Um, also, as a public service announcement, we will be taking next week off Superhero Slate um, for the holidays, Christmas. Go spend time with your friends, your family. Um, you want to give the gift of superhero slate for Christmas? We won't care if you want. We can be like, you know, yeah, he paid ten dollars for this. Whatever, superhero slate. Actually, we're free. We're always free. Um, I did buy myself some shirts this week, Brian. I sent you the colors. Uh, with- I was gonna say uh, if you wanna, if you need holiday uh, stocking stuffers, uh, 
You guys have some uh, pretty incredible uh, t-shirt designs uh, coming out on there. Yes, yes. Thanks to Mike for, for drawing those up. We have our, our new review uh, image on there. I've got that on a red one and a teal one coming in. So I'm going to take a picture. The teal one's going to be an interesting, um, I guess, test. So I'm excited to see how that one comes out. Yeah, I want to see that. So I'll, I'll be putting some of those pictures up. And as always, please visit SuperheroSlate.com. That's the, where you can find us. Um, you can also see our upcoming movie review slate there so you can check that out you can also find us on itunes youtube google play music soundcloud stitcher or subscribing us right to your email inbox you can also head over to facebook like us on facebook to see what we got there follow us on twitter or follow us on instagram uh if you want to get those shirts brian was talking about you can head over to superheroslate.com slash store they'll take you over to t public you can buy your shirts up and get them all shipped to your house get your orders uh they're looking good uh, mine are still holding up uh, I'm, they hold up great comfortables ever yeah i really really enjoy it so um there's that and as always if you want to be a super fan like andrew bagnera or brian i know you share the show with people or at least argue with them about it sometimes That's right um you know be a super fan share the show with the buddy share the show with the pal and we'll be here not next week but we'll be here before the end of the year that's for sure so um anything else you want to add brian before we before we i guess kill the mics you- uh uh Thanks again for having me on the show, and uh, hope the mic's back and you guys are safe and sound uh, two weeks from now. Awesome. Thanks, buddy. We'll catch you guys next week. All right. Thanks for listening, and don't forget to subscribe. Always end on a strong joke. Yep. <laughs> but yeah.